Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Russell Huxhold. He is owner and operator of Hux Hemp, which is a CBD store in the Chicago area. We're going to talk to him about uh, his experience getting into the cannabis CBD market. We're going to talk to him about running a business. We're going to talk about what's going on in Illinois, and you know, just some of the challenges of running a, a business in general, but also running a cannabis business, um, particularly during kind of a, a time of COVID. I know, you know, it's had a lot of impact on the industry, both good and bad. So I'm excited to kind of talk to someone who's actually dealing with it day to day as a business owner trying to operate a store. Because I think that's really where where this all comes down to is how is it affecting the marketplace and actually getting product to folks. So with that, Russell, welcome to the program. Thank you, Bruce. I'm excited to be here and kind of tell my story and get people more educated on the industry. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time today. Why don't we do a little bit of background? How you know? Tell us a story. How you got involved in cannabis and hemp? You know, what was the process like for you to kind of decide to? You know, focus on the retail side, open the store. What have you learned so far? Um, give us a little bit of the background. Okay. So it's kind of a, not a long story, but uh, 
a different story. My background is really in finance. I used to trade equity options and got really into small companies and looking at the kind of operations of everything. And when I focus more on um, kind of the operations of the companies and you look at a new industry coming aboard, which was cannabis, you know, it's, it's not much different from, I guess, running any type of other store. It's a product that people really need. And I guess what happened to me was in about 2012, 2014, 16, those years, I really got involved in the education and the research of cannabis. I ended up watching uh, The Scientist mm-hmm. and learned about uh, Dr. Ralph Machalan and all the work that is being done in Israel and was fascinated. I have an MBA from the University of Chicago and you know, trading the equity options is kind of a really difficult process understanding all the intricacies oh. cannabis is just like it it's really fascinating it's not a stable compound it changes and you really kind of have to be educated to understand the product so the reason i got involved is being involved kind of in the news of the industry and learning about the farm bill in 2018 and that's kind of when i said I'm seeing stuff sold at gas stations. Yeah. I can go online and buy things. Don't know what you're getting. And my experience in hemp CBD was at the, I think it was the 2016 Cannabis Cup in Michigan. And there was a guy set up there with tinctures. And I took, you know, he basically explained to me what to do. Take a drop, put it under your tongue, hold it for a little while. And I probably made it about 30 yards after, (laughs) turned around and came back and it was like, okay, what was that? I could feel it right away. It's something that kind of, I think is missing in some of the cannabis products. And the only thing that kept me from purchasing was the price. Basically it was like, wait, so I'm going to get this product that yes, it makes me feel great, but it's cost the same as the cannabis market comparable product. And I kind of felt, well, it should be discounted. So I kind of uh, ended up leaving there and and doing more research and realizing that, hey, maybe THC is overrated. You don't need it as much. And that's when, you know, I I said, I can do this better than the next guy. So I went through the process of kind of getting my LLC together, just a, a regular business. Um, Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to keep it as such. I didn't want to talk about the product. I didn't want any kind of blockage when I'm Mm -hmm. going to the bank and trying to set up an account, when I'm going to the POS guy, when I'm basically everything you need to do to start a business. Obviously, you have to do for cannabis or hemp, but you're going to get a stigma and you're going to get roadblocks. So you just want to kind of keep it to the product is a health product benefiting people and it's legal. Mm -hmm. So I was able to find a kind of a temporary retail spot on Southport Avenue, which is a great little shopping district, not too far from Wrigley field. Rents are really high though. So you're not seeing the small businesses anymore. It's really kind of corporate. 
And because the building I found was for sale, I was able to get a, a decent rent. So Got that it. kind of allowed me to, to try it. And so what I did was I signed the lease and then I did my product scouring. So I kind of went on all the different websites I could find, reading reviews. And these are not product websites. These are like Reddit, any place that reviewed CBD. I would go on there and try to find different brands that people were talking about and then going on their websites and seeing if they had reviews. And that's where I kind of stumbled upon the brands that I carry. And I think it's really an expertise, I'd say a little bit of finding great product at a great price. That's also wanted by the consumer because there's great stuff, but if people aren't going to buy it, you can't run a business. So you kind of have to have all three. So yeah, I have the great, yeah, great products at a fair price. And then how I got people in was my excellent knowledge. And so I just tried to do as much research as I could, learn everything as far as different health issues that were being treated with cannabinoids, and um, put together a nice little flyer that you can actually see on my website. And so when people came into the store, they actually got something. You know, even if they didn't purchase anything, they got knowledge, oh, they just got to take yeah. home. My whole thing was just educating people. It was kind of like, Money will come later. The business will work as long as you're doing the right thing, you're educating people, and you're being a smart business person. So yeah, I've had to do everything by the book, pay your monthly sales taxes, do everything you can because you don't want anybody coming after you for the product because you are helping people. You've got customers coming back in the store thanking you for being there or People emailing you say, hey, I haven't slept in years, yeah. and this is the first time anything works. So it's really, it's a great business to be in, but it's also very difficult because of the product. Yeah, yeah. And when did you, when did you open your store? How long have you been doing this? 2018, so a little over two years. And last year when the building was for sale, it was purchased mm-hmm. and now has been knocked down. So I was actually had forced to move from my original location oh, wow. to a new location during COVID. So it yeah, was... That's, uh, so, that's hard enough on, on anyone, but trying to do it during COVID has got to be a challenge. Yes, it is. Not only because of the customers finding yeah. you again, but also the just the business aspect, right? I need to spend money on the product, not building out a store where yeah. I'm not going to regain that capital. So... Yeah. Made things tricky. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure. I'm curious on this, the product research side. I mean, how, I mean, uh, there's just so many CBD Mm -hmm. products on the market now. Like, what do you actually look for in terms of the products? Are you looking, you know, for potencies? Are you looking for the underlying kind of, you know, oils and things they're 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 using. Is it process? Is it technology? What what is it that you? I mean, you mentioned this kind of um, you know triumvirate of you know it's got to be good quality product. It's got to be at the right price. And it's got to be something that you know customers will actually want. How do you do that calculus? What's the, what's the information you look for? So it's a little bit of art and science, I think. Yeah, the science part is the simply the COAs. So number one, I'm not going to really sell any product. Unfortunately, and we can get into this later, but a lot of the dispensaries here in Illinois, they don't have a COA. So I can't see what I'm actually 
using. What NCOA is the, explain what a COA is for folks. It's basically the lab reports. So a certification of authenticity. <laughs> authenticity, I think. Yeah. Yes. So it's going to give you, you know, the percentage of CBD, CBDA, CBG, CBC, all the cannabinoids that they're testing for. And I want to see not just CBD and THC. I want to see five to 10 different cannabinoids and the terrapin breakdown. So the other plant material that gives some of the specific effects. Got it. And any, um, are you just looking for something that is diverse or is there particular cannabinoids that you're yeah. looking for inside the products? So um, I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah. I get, I probably get five to 10 phone calls a day or emails of different hemp companies selling their products because sure. yeah, there's thousands, if not tens of thousands of different companies out there. Mm-hmm. And I took a call from one guy and I'm kind of hesitant, right? Because 90% of the products aren't the greatest. So the first thing I do is I don't look at isolates. I'm not interested in CBD isolate. Number one, I think it's more of a pharmaceutical product and it's not the whole plant. So yeah. I definitely believe in full spectrum because all those different cannabinoids act together. So this guy calls me up and is trying to sell his product and right away I see where he's calling from. So that's a big, a big flag. If you're calling from Florida or some of these places that hadn't had really established hemp states, yeah. kind of gave me a little red flag. So this guy was calling from New Jersey. So I got a red flag, but when he sent me the COA, what jumped out to me was the CBC content. So one of the cannabinoids was you know, five to 10 times higher than any other COA I've ever seen. So right there, it's like, okay, that's a unique product. I'm interested. Send me a sample. And it's been a great seller. And I, it's a phenomenal product. And you know, it's, it's one of those things where if I hadn't had the COA, I probably wouldn't have purchased it. Yeah. And, and so what else goes into it? I mean, you mentioned kind of you know, where it's grown. You mentioned you know, track record and stuff. What else are you looking for in a good product? Yeah, so um, not only the, the plant material, but also then kind of... What else is if it's a lotion? I want to make sure that the material in it is safe and natural. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of it's from customers picking up the product and looking at it and, and wanting specific ingredients or not wanting specific ingredients. So um, I feel like I've really kind of had to cut a lot of products out because, like you said, there's, there's so much out there, but the quality is, is limited. And then, and then the price because... What I felt like when these companies started making tinctures, everybody was like, oh, it's 500 milligrams. You know, it's 50 bucks retail, so we'll sell tea for 25, something Mm -hmm. like that. And it's like, well, where are you getting your prices from? It's Well, that's what everybody else is selling theirs for. So I kind of wanted a better product where you get the inputs. So it's like, okay, well, what does it really cost you to make? You know, are you making a decent enough profit on that to run a mm-hmm. business? And that's, those are the kind of companies that I worked with. The ones that weren't just a standard across the board pricing, but they had different controls in for specific products, if it's a tincture or a lotion. So what I would do with some of these 
companies those only buy one specific product because that's what they excelled at or that's what they were priced best at. And, you know, I think they get, they'd get a little frustrated wanting to sell all of their products, but yeah, I'm sure. you got to focus what you're good at. And if you're the best at making CBD bath bombs, then just focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. I always say as a strategic coach, focusing is the key. <laughs> if you want to grow in scale and you want to become profitable, you know, don't try to boil the ocean, you know, pick a couple of things that you're really, really good at and, and, um, you know, make those exceptional in the market. That's what makes it so hard as a store owner getting in yeah. with all these products of not overstocking. So like, should I have stocked the CBD infused Italian ice? Nah, probably not. Mm, yeah. Nice idea. <laughs> yeah. You, you want things that will get people in the door, right? That. Yeah. A successful dispensary is consistency and what's new. So, yeah. So, as as so now that you've got the products, like what have you learned about the actual kind of retail design, the the customer experience? Talk to me about how you know both pre store visit and then in store visit and after store visit. Like how have you kind of approached creating kind of an experience a, a relationship with these customers and well, how has that worked? What's worked for well for you? Great question. Because I definitely think that some of those parts are, are lacking in, in the industry, in, in, at least in Illinois. So yeah. I traveled to different states, went to different dispensaries. You know, I've probably been to 50 throughout the United States. And just critiquing kind of each one and seeing what I liked best, what other customers liked best about each one, and providing that to my customers. So I wanted to be a little bit unique from who I was competing against. And I believe that to be really kind of the online stores. Okay. So if you're spending, you know, 50, 60 bucks on one product that you've never tried before, it's kind of a risk. So yeah, just definitely. doing that. And if you're ingesting it, right? So yeah. if you're online, it's really hard to ask all these specific questions and get those answered right away. So my thinking was, oh, I can open up a store, people can come in, get all their questions answered right away and leave with that product that's going to suit them the best. I'll follow up with an email and people can reach me if they have further questions and I'd like some feedback to be able to pass on to other customers. Like, hey, this has been very successful for some or it hasn't been for others. So trying to be able to provide value to the next customer that comes in. Yeah, yeah. And what what has um, what's been easy and what's been difficult about that in terms of being able to actually systematize and build a business around it? I'd say the the easy part for me has been separating. I think the stigma of cannabis marijuana to the products I sell. So I have a a big display out that shows the different cannabinoids. So I think once you start talking about cannabinoids, kind of break that stigma of the plant mm-hmm. and it breaks it down to really a health product. So I think I've been really, really successful in that. What's been more difficult for me, and it's been much more challenging this year, is the THC aspect of people kind of wanting wanting that only that cannabinoid or thinking that that's the best one that's going to fix everything. Yeah. So when Illinois legalized, what I saw was a huge spike in calls to my website um, mm-hmm. traffic. Everybody thinking that I was a, a dispensary selling high mm. THC products. So Interesting. I kind of took it upon myself as like a challenge. <laughs> I got to convert these guys because <laughs> yeah, that's probably the hardest thing. Selling a THC fan CBD is not easy. And just like my initial experience in Michigan, it's like you kind of 
I don't want to say you turn your nose, but you think it is not as superior, but it does. Mm -hmm. It definitely does more than THC. So I kind of wanted to say, listen, you don't need a lot, and I sell full spectrum. So you can get some THC in my products, maybe two milligrams in a, mm -hmm. in a serving. So you're going to kind of offset that with the CBD and the other cannabinoids. So you're not going to really get high and and stone like maybe people want but you're gonna feel better so it's really been kind of a struggle in converting those people over especially when i know that the product they're getting doesn't have the different cannabinoids it's really mostly thc yeah so i'm trying to be like the um i guess the go and get your thc but you're also going to want some cbd and cbc and some of the other terrapins that you can find here Mm -hmm. and they can be used together. So, Is that the way the market's kind of playing out? Is that you've, that the, I mean, I guess, do you see the market as being, there are THC users and there are CBD users and, and there's, there's, you know, a couple of people in between or how, how do you kind of analyze the market in terms of these different types of cannabinoids and kind of what people want, what people are consuming? Yeah, that's an interesting question because I don't usually think of it that way, but um, <laughs> during COVID, I think people are, looking for those products to help them with whatever they're dealing with. And, you know, obviously you're seeing alcohol spike up, you're seeing yeah. overdoses spike up and the dispensaries that sell high THC, you know, are, are doing great, right? Lines out the door, they're having huge sales. I think people... Because, because people are driving towards THC thinking that that's what they need to deal with their anxiety and sleep and the issues they're having right now in COVID. Exactly, exactly. And that's where... I'm trying to get that education part and saying, listen, the CBD is what's going to really help your anxiety. Too much THC without the CBD is actually going to angst it and then it's not going yeah. to work. So, but the market, the hemp market has responded for that demand with kind of alternatives. So you've heard of Delta 8 THC. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge one. And it's been selling pretty well for me. I don't know if it's too engineered, not natural enough to be found in all products. So mostly vape is, um, in my opinion, kind of the best situation for that cannabinoid yeah. as opposed to maybe some of the edibles or, or tinctures. But obviously it's produced in a different way than just stripping these from the plant. So it's one of those things where you just need people to try it, even like hemp smokes. So cigarettes, tobacco, Obviously, they're very bad. Well, you can find a comparable hemp product. Looks just like a cigarette, has filters, and it's filled with hemp and keef. I've had so many customers come in getting off tobacco using that. Um, so That's just like a replacement, replacement for their tobacco use. Exactly. Yeah. And now I'm seeing people come in to want to replace the THC. So they're looking for hemp flour because they want to get off the THC. It's causing too much anxiety. So... Yeah, the, the, I think they work hand in hand. The problem with like state legalized cannabis, Illinois, everything has to come from Illinois producers. So the dispensaries, I'm starting to see them sell a lot more CBD. Gummies that are coming out are one-to-one -one, and flour has got a lot more CBD. And for me, it's like, hey, I can't sell the THC stuff. Why should you be able to sell you know, the oh, CBD I see. stuff? So it's a, they've got... Another advantage, but the product isn't as great because they're not competing nationally. So in my opinion, if you're going to survive in this 
hemp world nationally, you're going to be really, really good. So that's why you're seeing like Lazarus Naturals, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're doing things right. They've got great product. They've got great, great prices. They've got great, great programs and they'll succeed. Will the other 10,000? No. But when you're competing nationally, you're producing a better product than in state, in my opinion. So I would like to see the dispensaries work more with like companies or stores like me. Mm-hmm. where we can kind of send customers looking for high THC them and they can send their CBD customers to me because I believe the product's better that I sell. Yeah. yeah. And how has, I mean, I know, you know, Illinois has kind of rolled this stuff out. Has the regulation changed at all? I mean, I, I know that you're, you're federally legal, but has anything changed in terms of how you operate business and what you need to do to kind of run the business as the, as the THC market has kind of launched and expanded? For my business, no. Like I said earlier, I kind of focus my business as a GNC or just a, a health store. So I didn't need any specific licenses. But you know, I do go above that and get all the lab reports and have those displayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the THC market, completely different. I don't know if you're following Illinois, but their social equity yeah. use licenses were supposed to come out, and that was a huge debacle. Yeah. You know, Illinois has got what, five to eight million people, and there's a hundred dispensaries, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a uh, hundred thousand people per dispensary that's a pretty good ratio. Yeah, if you're an owner, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as a customer, it's, it's awful. And I go to the meetings and you know, community meetings talking about if a new dispensary wants to open up, there'll be a, a community meeting. Everybody that is looking at the product as medicine complains about the prices. I mean, it is really, really expensive here. I think Massachusetts, Boston might be the only market that's more expensive. Mm-hmm. So you know, that does help my market a little bit because my prices are a little bit lower. So that helps me out. But you know, I, I kind of just, I'm a fan of the, of the whole industry. I think cannabis is a medicine, um, medic- mentally, physically. Mm-hmm. And the more people that are in the industry, more prices will come down and product will increase. So that's what I just would like to see in Illinois is more people producing, more stores open. Just it's mm-hmm. one of those things where the best, the survival of the fittest, I think, is the best market. So Oklahoma is doing a great job there. Yeah, I was going to ask about Oklahoma. I mean, they've, they've definitely taken almost kind of a free market libertarian approach to this, but What's appealing about that market? What do you wish that um, Illinois would change in terms of how it's how it's working right now? So I'm, I'm a small business owner. I don't have any corporation backing me. Don't come from a big family money. So that's what I like to see as small businesses survive. I think a lot of small businesses get into the industry because their heart and soul are in it. So that's what you need in this industry because then you'll see the best products rise to the top so as i do i try to only have the best products in my store i think the more people that are opening up stores will do the same thing and you'll just kind of see this huge improvement in quality product price everything yeah rise of the tide kind of thing and yeah so i think yes this is a perfect industry for small businesses it's like the old a pocket carry model from mm-hmm. the past where you can be really local, you know your customers and yeah, real relationships. Farmers. Yeah, exactly. You got the whole kind of 
seed to sale. And you don't have to control the whole seed to sale either. That's the nice thing about the hemp industry is you can work together and you can have the farmers producing. They're doing what they do best, right? And the mm-hmm. processors doing what they do best and like the retailers doing what they do best. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're kind of in the middle of, or, or hopefully close to the middle <laughs> of, of a global pandemic. Um, you know, what have been some of the challenges for you, you know, in terms of running the store, keeping things open, you know, dealing with, you know, just the, the ins and outs of business. Give us a little insight on what it's been like kind of on the operator side. Extremely difficult. It's been, um, it's, it's numbing, I would say, is a good word to, to describe it because you don't know what's going to happen next. Luckily, I was able to stay open the whole time. Good. I did consider myself an essential business. I have three employees, but I basically said, you guys stay home. I'm going to reduce hours and just go in every day if you're worried about what's happening. I totally understand. So I did apply for some PPP money, which luckily I was able to get. So that did Mm -hmm. help. Um, But with traffic flow, not only did I move locations, so that hurt as well. Yeah, exactly. But but I did see, you know, 50% decline, I'd say. So what happens to that is it really makes managing my inventory difficult because you don't know if you're going to be able to bring in my buy because some of the manufacturers do have a minimum order purchase or mm-hmm. you want to order enough because you don't want to pay shipping and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pricing. So it just makes more sense to, to do more bulk orders. But when you don't have consistent traffic flow, it's really hard to do that. So it can cause your business to go under quickly if you don't have product on the shelf that people want. So that's been probably the hardest. And then two as I mentioned earlier, I really wanted to stand out and be different than online. <laughs> well, obviously that's not working right now. So yeah. <laughs> I need to reconsider yeah, that tough. point and try to do it online, but in a, in a very educational way. So I, I need to pivot that way. So that's kind of been my focus as of late. Um, yeah. And that's why I've applied for a uh, SBA loan to be able to kind of get that going and, and, and help with inventory. And then I would say the producers have been good. I don't think I've had any kind of issues there. Shipping has gone up a little bit, but I don't know if that's also because of some of the fires out west. But mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, it's mostly the, the customer flow and then the switch to online sales. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of businesses have had to rethink that to um, kind of deal with the, the logistics now of, of pickup and customer interaction and stuff. Yeah. And then with, with CBDs prices, you know, constantly falling, you need to make that up with volume. So if my customer flow is falling and the prices are falling, it, it does help. Yeah. 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 Challenging times. I mean, I know, uh, I mean, I work with, with many different types of businesses. I mean, cannabis uh, is a big, big chunk of the work that I do as a strategic coach. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of, a lot of industries that are kind of having to rethink things. And a lot of it's, you know, kind of figuring out what is the world going to look like in 24, 36 months and where is my business going to be strong then? And, you know, do I just hold tight? Do I try to pivot now? It's, it, it's not easy decisions that everyone's facing. And I give you a lot of a uh, hat tip for, for keeping it going and, and, uh, persisting through this, uh, through the situation. Yeah. You know, when I, when I get feedback from a customer saying that this product really worked for them, that kind of helps me get out of bed the next day and, and, yeah. and do yeah, it. You're doing good work. But uh, the one thing that I, I really wish that 
somebody would pick up on national news. Somebody is research that has shown CBD to help with COVID, SARS. Yeah. I just don't know why no one's picked that up because obviously that would help. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's interesting to see how, you know, what gets picked up, what doesn't, you know, and, uh, you know, we're still, I think, in the throes of trying to figure out how to develop, you know, good quality data research, you know, and, and the means of getting it out there to folks because it, it is very confusing for consumers, I think, right now, you know, figuring out, navigating all these products and what does this stuff do? Yes. Russell, this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more about you, about the store, what's the best way to get that information? The best way would be checking out the website, which is simply huxhemp, www.huxhemp.com. You can look on Google and Yelp as well. My email, if you wanted to reach out personally, is russell, R-U-S-S-E-L-L, at huxhemp.com. And we're open, yeah, seven days a week, Lincoln Avenue, 3101 North Lincoln Avenue. So it's... uh, just south of Belmont, near one of the biggest Whole Foods in America. <laughs> so, and that's kind of my my client, right? That's yeah, that the health focused individual that wants to switch away from pharmaceutical, wants to be more natural, has heard some things, wants to learn more. That's who I need to come in the door because uh, I think that's what this product helps with the most. You know, anxiety yeah. right now is why people come in and that's always been the number one reason since day one i opened it's been anxiety i always thought it was going to be pain or inflammation but no it's anxiety it's definitely an epidemic and cbd can help immensely yeah i'll make sure that i put uh your contact information url and the store location on the um show notes here so people can get a hold of you and and hopefully stop by i highly encourage everyone to uh to do that, I know we're, we're. I think everyone is is trying to support the local businesses, and I think this is a, a great opportunity to, um, yeah, to find some product that is going to be extremely helpful given the times we're in, uh, and um, you know help support the CBD and, and cannabis industry. So with that, thank you very much for being on the program. I, I really appreciate t- you taking the time today. Thank you. I appreciate you all you do for the industry as well. Keep it up, and uh, I look forward to crossing paths in the future. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.